Hey there. My name is Corinne O'Flynn, and you're listening to the Calm Entrepreneur Podcast. I am a USA Today bestselling author, nonprofit executive, and organizing nerd with over 20 years' experience running my own small businesses. I teach entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small business owners like you how to organize your business, find more time, and deepen your alignment practice to experience more calm and confidence every single day. If you're looking for that intersection between practical business advice and spiritual goodness, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into this week's episode of the Calm Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Calm Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Corinne O'Flynn, and this is episode 30. So before we dive into this week's episode uh, on projectors, I'd like to touch base briefly on the general concept of human design because this series is the first time I've jumped into it. And for those of you who may not have caught the previous episodes in this series, I invite you to stick with me through this overview because I believe that repetition is crucial. And, you know, through repetition, concepts become embedded in your mind. And, you know, that's how learning drops in. So as I've said many times before, human design is arguably the most detailed self-discovery tool that I've ever, I've ever come across. It's primary purpose is to guide us in harnessing our energy and steering our lives toward authenticity and making decisions that are in tune with our true selves and our life's purpose. And it is highly personal and it really does underscore our truly unique individuality. It's what makes us human. For entrepreneurs, this couldn't be more critical. It's a call to blaze our own trail, right? To break away from the herd mentality and reclaim our power. Peeling back the layers of our unique design inevitably distances us from the collective. And I think that that is something that we really do need to start embracing more as entrepreneurs, because I think that I've said this so many times that when we're in business, we're always online and we're learning from other people and we're trying to figure out the secret keys to, to the kingdom of, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to do. And sometimes the key is to not follow the pack. And that's so hard to do. But I find that through the journey of really exploring our individual human design, it's inevitable. I think that the more we learn about ourselves and our type and our strategy and our authority and the way that we're here to be, the easier it becomes to really just trust in our individuality and in our uniqueness and that we're here to, to bring something special to the world. Each and every single one of us is here to be part of that tapestry of humanity. And, you know, when we are not living our purpose, right? And your purpose is not what you do. Your purpose is who you are. When we are not doing that, we're out of alignment, then we're wasting energy. In human design, we identify five different energy types, and this is, you know, your energy signature. But despite there only being five types, there's also our strategy, our definition, our profile, our inner authority, our self and not self themes, and our incarnation cross. Just to name a few, there are also 64 gates that inform all of these different things. And, you know, all of these elements are present in everybody's chart, which is called a body graph in human design. The system offers 
a rich tool for introspection and it's a means to delve into your inner self. And from my experience coaching others based on their design and learning to live by my own design, it's apparent that there are truly enlightening discoveries available for all of us. So if you have a curiosity about your design or digging deeper and understanding uh, how to master your energy and um you know, if you're interested at all in, in talking about that, join my community, you know, connect with me. I'm happy to show you the way. It's, it's so exciting, you guys. So in this series of episodes, we've been digging into the different aspects of human design, starting with type, strategy, and authority. And if you're eager to know your type, visit my website. You can run your chart for free at corinneoflin.com. Click on a free human design chart in the menu and remember to have your birth information ready because you need your time and place of birth in order to have an accurate chart run for yourself. Um, but once you do that, all you need to know to get started is your strategy according to your type and your authority. You don't need to dig any deeper to get started on how to learn so much about yourself because there's just so much information. But one thing that I do want to discuss is I'd like to clarify that no type is superior or more desirable than another type in human design. Each possesses qualities that make them distinct. And as we explore how the different types interact, it'll become evident that we can tap into the energies of those around us. And this perspective emphasized by my quantum human design coach, Karen Curry Parker, reveals that everyone has access to the entire human design chart. And this is really important. Like it needs to be underlined because the differences emerge when we look at our charts and we identify the areas that are defined versus the areas that are open. With the body graph having 64 gates and the nine centers, when we look at our chart, it is not accurate to say that something that's open is, I don't have that in my chart. That is completely wrong. You have everything in the chart. We all have all of the chart. The difference is in how we experience the energy of all those different things. If it is defined, we access that energy on a very consistent basis. And if it's open or undefined, we experience that energy variably. That is all that that means. So it's really important for everyone to understand that if you have something undefined, it doesn't mean that you don't have it. It just means that you experience it in a variable way as opposed to a consistent way. Okay, so with that all said, let's dive in to this week's type, and that is projectors. Projectors represent about 20% of the population, and they are the guides of humanity. They are here to guide everyone else, literally. At their core, projectors are here to follow their strategy and their authority and use that to guide everyone else to fulfill their purpose. Projector's energy is called penetrating and focused, and that means that they can see into other people. They can penetrate the energy fields of other people and see so much more of what's going on around them. They can literally read the room, and this is important given the fact that their purpose is to guide all of us because when the projectors align into the energy of the world, they are here to heal the planet. They are here to to do so much in empowering the rest of us and guiding the rest of us on our true paths. And if that sounds like the projectors are pretty special, it's because they are. 
They are powerful resources for the world. They are the ones who are going to push us toward the next phase of growth in humanity. And that sounds like this huge, tall order, but it's, it's true. Like we are evolving as humans. We are shifting in the world and we are in a total inflection point in, in just about every way in society, in humanity. And the projectors are here to make that all come to fruition. But because they do not have a sacral motor, their energy as a projector is very inconsistent. It relies on the people around them and what's happening in the planets, in the celestial transits. And this is actually really important for the projectors to understand. Well, actually for all of us to understand, because if we have projectors in our lives, because the projector must rest and the projector must conserve their energy and build up their energy so that when the time comes, they have the energy that we need for them to answer the call. Rest for projectors, though, isn't actually rest, although it can be sometimes rest. Rest for projectors looks like following their passion. It's doing things that they love to do. It's creative play. And it's all in the interest of serving their energy because it's only when a projector has all of their energy stores filled up that they can live by their strategy. And while the rest of us might work a more typical work week, this isn't really something that the projectors can do sustainably. In fact, many projectors behave like generators and many would, would probably self-identify as a generator type because of their conditioning that they receive all the way back from when they were children. Society tells us that we are supposed to be doing something all the time. Do, 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 right? Go, go, go. But this simply is not true for the projector. In fact, this is actually really dangerous for a projector because when a projector behaves like a generator who continues to go, 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 because a generator has that sustainable motor, the projector behaving like a generator is on a path for burnout. And that's a very real thing that they need to be careful of. Projectors are meant to guide, and that means that it's their wisdom that serves the world, right? We are looking to them for their wisdom, for the information, for the things that they know. And that can be really difficult for projectors because their strategy doesn't allow them to just share their wisdom. The projector strategy is to wait for the invitation. And I mean, think about that. That's a hard one because that makes it sound like the projector isn't actually really in control of where they put their energy, but that is not as cut and dry as that sounds, especially in business, you know, as entrepreneurs, it is possible for a projector to be a successful person running a business, to be successful showing up online, to be successful doing whatever it is they choose to do. The important thing is that the projector understands that they can show up online, they can present their offers, and they can do whatever they wish to do in their business as long as they're being mindful of their energy, right? So the projector needs to conserve their energy. And this runs counter to the ways that we're conditioned to work. Understanding that the projector is supposed to rest and supposed to conserve their energy, it really does make a lot of sense when you see it in action. Waiting for the invitation for the projector really means waiting for others to come in and ask for their guidance, to ask for the advice, to ask for the wisdom and the insights. But unless the projector is invited to use their penetrating power where they can see the bigger picture, that wisdom will not be received. It'll fall on deaf ears, literally. In fact, it will turn people away. And this is one of those cases where the language of human design, it calls that repellent. Like the projector who is not following their strategy can be repellent 
And it literally means that it won't like make people run for the hills, but it'll make people not receive it. It'll, it'll just, it'll literally fall on deaf ears. And that's the opposite of what a projector wants. It's the opposite of what a projector is here to do, right? And what that results in is their not self theme, which is bitterness. So I, you know, I will never forget when I was talking to a friend of mine who was a projector and we were discussing an interaction that she was having repeatedly with the same person over and over and not understanding why this person wasn't listening to what she was saying. It, she was like, it's like they weren't hearing me. She was like, it's like I'm invisible. And I was like, well, you know, you're a projector. And that means that unless they're open to what you're saying, unless they are seeing you and telling you through the invitation that they want to hear what you have to say, it's it's not going to happen. And the way that that little tidbit landed for her was so profound because it spoke to so much of her lived experience in her entire life up until that moment. She spent so much of her time in her life wondering why she felt invisible in certain situations and why in others she was so well received and so empowered. And learning that this is the way that her energy is meant to work has actually had a really cool impact in that she's more discerning with how she comes into situations where she has wisdom to share. Because a projector's strategy is to wait for the invitation. But that doesn't mean that the projector can't say, hey, I have something to share if you're willing to hear it, right? So the projector can manufacture invitations in that way. And that can be a powerful tool to have in their toolbox because once they understand how that is meant to work, they can actually drive it to work for them. The other side of that waiting for the invitation is learning to not share things despite the clarity with which they see things. And I, I have to imagine that that's really difficult. And, you know, when you look around in human design and human design coaching and human design, you know, for business and, and all the different places that, uh, coaches are coaching people, there's an entire coaching field designed just to serve projectors because this energy is so nuanced and their strategy is just so particular and their energy is not built to be sustained in the way that the other types are. But I want to make it very clear that a projector can run a business just like everybody else does. Projectors can build things, they can do things and they can create and they can share, especially in our online world, right? Where everyone's out there selling and sharing and presenting and being seen. The projector can and should do all of those things, except for the selling piece. Projectors should be visible, showing somebody what they're doing and how lit up they are by the thing that they're doing. And because of the way that the projector is so energized by the things that they are doing and the things that they have to share, that will then cause the people to come to them. And that is an interesting way of thinking about business because you know, I wonder deep down, all of us as people, you know, no one likes to be sold to, but the projector's strategy actually guides them not to do that, like not to sell to people, but instead show them how lit up you are by the thing that you have. Show them the solutions that you can provide to other people and let the people come. Let the people come and then their coming is the invitation to share, right? Because they're going to say, oh, I want to know more about that. They're going to ask you the questions and those questions are the invitations, right? It's just an exciting way to really see the projector energy because the thing that the projector has made available were enticing enough that they caused the invitation to come. They drew that invitation out in someone else. I think that's really exciting. So understanding that 
if you run your chart and you discover that you're a projector and this is something that's new to you, maybe this is the key. Maybe this is like super validating and you finally understand that this is, this is how, how you should be operating. You know, two of my sons are projectors and learning this about them was really eye-opening for me. And it, it really shifted my understanding of the way that they operate in the world completely. It made me show up differently as their parent and it changed the way that I spoke to them about the things that they were doing with their time, right? So understanding the nuance of the projector energy is really important for all of us, I think, because not only if you are a projector, right? Learning about yourself in this way has to be really eye-opening. But if you are a person who is surrounded by other people who are projectors, you know, this can really help you understand the way that you should be or could be interacting with those people and why in the past things haven't flowed as, as you had hoped or, you know, I don't know. It's, I just find it really interesting. So at its core, the way a projector can live by their strategy in their day-to-day life is by following the things that light them up, in doing the things that fill their cup, in following the passions in their life and spending their time and energy on those things, then they will become lit up and full of energy and then they will be seen, which will then bring in the invitations. And I think the hard thing for the projectors to understand is that the reason why the invitations are not coming in is because their energy isn't there. And it's not like the rest of the world is looking at the projector and saying, oh, they don't have the energy. The energy isn't there. It's not something as plain and obvious as that. It definitely is an unconscious thing that a depleted projector won't get the invitations because something in the rest of us can see that they don't have it available to us. And that's a shame because the projector is the beacon, right? They're the ones that are holding the lantern at the front of the trail, showing us the way. They just have to make sure that they're keeping their light lit, right? They're keeping themselves full at all times. Full stop. Projectors are the ones who literally have to keep their cup full so that they can feed the world from the overspill in their saucers, right? So one of the biggest takeaways here for projectors is that rest for you is literally productive. And just like the other types, the projectors also have to manage their energy by using their authority. And depending on the different kinds of authority that are available available to projectors, that can look very different. So for projectors with an emotional authority, they are meant to rest and fill their cup and wait for the invitations. And then once the invitation comes, they should allow themselves to ride their emotional wave before making the decision of yes or no. And if you remember in earlier episodes, when we talked about the different types with the um, emotional authority, everybody with an emotional authority has to ride the emotional wave and the emotional wave is unique to them. And if you remember, if you picture a sine wave, which is that, that energy line running up and down over that, over that timeline crossing through the center, riding your emotional wave means coming back to base, means coming back to neutral and holding that yes or that no over the course of the time it takes to get back to neutral. And if that thing is consistently a yes over the course of that entire span of time, then it's safe to say yes to that thing if it truly does align with the projector. But if it's a no or it's a wobbly yes, then it's a not now, right? Or it's a definite no. And it's really important to understand how you operate if you have emotional authority because everybody's emotional wave is different and it's possible to track that. And that's, again, something for another episode. But it's really important to understand that the emotional wave is not about your 
mood. It is, it is more, um, more con- actually, it's more consistent than that. It is irrelevant how you're feeling emotionally. Like you could have a fight with somebody and still be at the top of your emotional wave. So I'm going to have to dig deeper into the emotional authority. Maybe that gets an episode all of its own. But um, for projectors with an emotional authority, their need to ride that emotional wave, just like every other type with the emotional authority, it rings here true. For projectors with a splenic authority, they are meant to rest and fill their cup and wait for the invitations. And then once the invitations come, they need to be tuned into their body because the spleen shares its wisdom in that flash impulse that tells you that something is right for you or not. And oftentimes, the splenic pulse is immediate and it's definite and it does not need to be sat with and contemplated. It is literally that flash of wisdom, that inner knowing. And the spleen is a fear center. And that does not mean that the answer comes in the form of fear, but it's that fear impulse. It's that woof, yes or no. And the splenic authority, the person with the splenic authority needs to understand how that feels for them, how that shows up for them so that they know what to listen for when they're making decisions and when they're trying to figure out if things are um, aligned with them or they aren't. Projectors also can have ego-projected authority, and for them, they are meant to rest and fill their cup and wait for the invitations. And then once the invitation comes, they will know whether or not they can take something on based on the resources that are available to them. And this can be a challenge if there is a self-worth issue, because resources is not only the resources physically in your environment, it's actually your personal energy, right? But if you are like most people and there is self-worth stuff that you're working through, sometimes if you have ego-projected authority, it means that you can possibly get stuck into saying yes to things that really aren't a true yes. You're saying yes for the wrong reasons. You're saying yes to be liked. You're saying yes to be accepted. You're saying yes for all the wrong reasons because you're fighting against low self-worth. And that can lead you to burnout because you're taking things on that are not really actually meant for you. And then projectors with self-projected authority are meant to rest and fill their cup and wait for the invitations. And then once the invitation comes, they should literally speak it aloud and ask themselves questions like, is this what I really want? Does this make me happy? Will this thing be good for me? Does this bring me joy? Projectors with self-projected authority will know where they stand as their body answers those questions for them when they vocalize them by literally speaking them out loud. And the last of the authority types that are available to projectors is something called environmental authority. And this is only available with projectors. This authority is all about discernment. It's about reading the environment. It's about taking in all of the feelings that are coming in from everything around you, all the people, the space, and doing a deep dive into all the information that they have, including tapping into trusted allies and the people around them for their wisdom before making a decision about whether or not something is in alignment for them. And this brings something up that's actually quite important when it comes to projectors. Projectors must have their circle of people. They have to find those tried and true, the ride or dies, the ones that are going to be there for them with their best interests at heart at all times, because they do need that guidance. They need that um, that advisory council around them to bounce things off of sometimes so that they can get that brought back in. So when a projector waits for the recognition and the right opportunities and the right timing, and their energy is amplified, and their ability to lead and guide is unmatched. They are magnetic 
projectors are, and they need to trust that they are the powerful resource and that their intuition and their knowledge exists to guide the rest of us into our next phase of growth. But they must wait for the right opportunities and they must operate in alignment and they must wait for those invitations, even if they have to step out and manufacture the opportunities for those invitations to come in by showing up and being seen. But the most important thing that a projector needs to know is that resting does not make them lazy. Resting is self-care. Resting is productive, especially for projectors because they are literally here to fill their own cup first so that they can be invited to serve the rest of the world through their overspill. Okay. Well, that was the projector episode, guys. That's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, we will complete this series on the five human design types by doing a deep dive into the reflectors. I hope you'll tune in. See you then. Hello, hello, Corinne here. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. If you like what I'm sharing here, then I have a special invitation for you. It's my brand new membership called Be Inward. We are growing a unique community that's redefining what it means to be a successful entrepreneur. It's a place where we constantly ask ourselves, what if we made well-being the goal? If you're tired of the constant hustle and feeling like you're never fully present in any aspect of your business, then check out Be Inward. It might be exactly what you've been searching for. I invite you to join a movement that embraces an integrated work and life philosophy where your business fuels your life and your life inspires your work. Take a whole new perspective on entrepreneurship that supports every aspect of your being, personal, professional, and spiritual. And this is the best part. Right now, you can become a founding member for just $33 a month. That's a little more than a dollar a day. As a founding member, you not only lock in the lowest rate this membership will ever be, but you'll also get a say in shaping what Be Inward becomes as it grows. Right now, Be Inward offers guided practices based on monthly themes, weekly cosmic weather reports, human design education and coaching, group healing EFT sessions, live topical Q&A and learning sessions, instant access to our growing learning library of self-paced courses, and weekly co-working and accountability. Help us shape our vision. There's much more coming every day. So get organized, find more time, learn a new system, and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs who are walking the same path with you. So join me and join Be Inward because who you be is all that matters. And you find out who you are by looking inward. Thank you.